This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. It is Tuesday, October 24th, 2023, and we're in Groundhog Day because we're having new speaker elections for the Speaker of the House. Speaker battle continues as GOP meets ahead of possible vote. Trump roasts Biden on the campaign trail as Biden risks sleepwalking us into World War III. Joe Biden has a uh, very adult moment on stage yesterday and needs to scamper off the stage. Very strange moments we were living in. And Hillary Clinton just got roasted by a lib. And Hillary Clinton screaming, got into a screaming fight seconds ago in New York with a Democrat activist calling Hill the Beast out. Boy, I hope you have your doors locked at night. <laughs> Don't listen too closely to the pantsuit and the two-inch heels clomping down the hallway. Very scary stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Benny Johnson and this is The Benny Show. I say it often. I say it almost every single show. Stay connected with us via Patriot Mobile. Patriot Mobile will keep you connected to us. We use it all over the world, actually. We just went to the nuclear blast site, the Trinity site in New Mexico. There's one day a year where you're allowed to go to where the Trinity blast site was. We love making cool content for you. We take our phones everywhere. It's how we stay connected. It's how we make this content. And we use Patriot Mobile. Go to patriotmobile.com slash Benny or call 972-PATRIOT. Get free activation today when you use the offer code Benny. Make the switch today to make sure that you are not supporting woke companies. You support companies that support freedom of speech, that support the freedoms that we have here to talk to each other. Make sure you're on a Patriot Mobile device, patriotmobile.com slash Benny. So conservatives are now in votes this very minute. And we will have a TikTok for you throughout the course of the show. We will show you what's happening, what the vote totals are. They're all vote. They're voting like round robin for speaker right now. And so we have some big time vote totals to bring to you uh, 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 as of the second round of voting that is happening right now. There are still, there were nine people running for house speaker, nine people. So again, you're just a few shy of the Partridge family loading up a bus and driving around the country and the speaker could just sing, they could just sing songs together to the to the, to the nation. And that is about the effectiveness of the Republican Party right now. We might as well just load them all up in a bus and have them all start whistling Dixie. So House conservatives are demanding that everyone stay in Washington. They cancel recess until the speaker fiasco is fixed. And I agree with that framing, fiasco. Sorry, no longer, I'm, I'm, I'm no longer going to pretend that this is some type of great result. It's not, it's not. This isn't a good result. This is a bad result. Tom Emmer, who is a very, very squishy, sort of rhino style, McCarthyite Republican who has, I would say, peculiar loyalties uh, as it pertains to Donald Trump and has a very strange voting record. He's also attempted, like Democrats are so excited to have Tom Emmer in the speakership chair. They're planning on not showing up for the vote so that Tom Emmer can just be anointed. What does that tell you? Well, baby, that's who we're, it looks like we're going to get. And we'll go through all of it right now. Uh, but just letting you know, we've been saying this on the show for a long time. We're going to, call balls and strikes. We're going to chop wood. We're going to give you the straight dish. You can have the best tactics for the battlefield. Okay. There are, there are two ways you win a battle. All right. There are two steps to winning a battle. One, you get to the battlefield. That's called logistics. Two, you fight on the battlefield and then hopefully your tactics will win the day. And then you will win that battle and you will move, carry on. Matt Gates's tactics I am in, in line with. I don't like the Uniparty. I don't like these people. I, I think they're they they've betrayed the party, and I've done a bunch of shows. I've talked for hours on end about how they betrayed us and betrayed the grassroots and betrayed what we want as uh, priorities for our nation. 
but your tactics don't matter if you can't get to the battlefield. Logistics win wars because the wars can't even be fought without logistics. Logistics lose wars. Go ahead and ask every losing army in the in modern history or in ancient history. Logistics lose wars. And if you're talking about Stalingrad or if you're talking about Gettysburg, logistics lose wars. And so Matt Gates didn't have the logistics to get to the battlefield. I've told Matt this. Like I've, I've physically, I've personally told Matt this, okay? I'm not trying to flame anyone. I am in line with a lot of what, like I'm in line in spirit with Matt. You see the guests on our show, Matt, MTG, and Lauren Boebert. I'm in, in line with the Freedom Caucus. I am in line with obviously having more representation for the grassroots and the activists inside of the party, the America first wing of the party in Congress. Congress is like 30 years behind. A bunch of fossils that don't represent you. But if you if you if you're gonna oust McCarthy, you better damn well not replace him with Tom Emmer. Because Tom Emmer's worse, I think. But we'll look into it here today on the show, ladies and gentlemen. And we'll let you know, uh, we'll sort of like break it down how the vote totals are going. So let's let's begin here with vote total round one. A bunch of people running. Uh, a bunch of people running for uh, the speaker's race, uh, and the ones who are running drop off, okay? So here we go. Tom Emmer, vote totals. All right, so vote total round one. Tom Emmer, 78. Johnson, 34. Donald's, 29. Hearn, 27. So Tom Emmer getting 78 votes in the caucus is not no bueno. I mean, again, th that this doesn't show any clear, concise winner. Remember, Jim Jordan was getting 200 votes in the conference. And of course, you have you had the empire striking back. Jim Jordan got uh, completely betrayed by his own party. Tom Emmer is running against people who we deeply support. I will say this, I have a relationship with Byron Donalds, like he's been on the show, uh, we've worked together on some things, like he's from Florida, I like Byron Donalds, Byron Donalds speaking last night on what path he sees moving forward, I'm a big fan of Byron, check this out. What's your pitch going to be in there? Uh, look, my pitch is very simple, uh, this is going to be a process where it's uh, member-driven, not speaker-driven. Uh, we need to get back to work, secure our border, fund our government responsibly, and hold this administration accountable. And last but not least, our members, we got to be focused on purpose and mission. That's it. I spoke to the president. I think the president is going to watch us do our process. Um, I think he's going to be happy uh, with who's going to be the next speaker of the House. And, uh, and I, I think, you know, that's what's going to happen. Do you want his endorsement and what difference could that make? Listen, I love the president. You know, he has supported me. Of course, I've endorsed him. But right now, this is going to be a process of and by the members. And uh, I think we're going to be done pretty quickly. Yes, sir. Do you have enough experience to be speaker? Is that a concern some of your colleagues have? Yeah, actually, I do. And that's because I spent 20 years in the business community. Um, I actually was a member of our state legislature. I've chaired committees. I know the legislative process. I've worked with our colleagues up here to get a lot of policies done, H.R. 1, H.R. 2, H.R. 5, Limit, Save, Grow. But last but not least, we have a lot of talent in our leadership team and in this body. It's not about one person. It's about all our members collectively. I'm going to go ahead and go in the room, guys. I'll see you later. I like Byron Donalds. I'll, I'll always, I'll always spit it to you direct on this program. I like Byron. It's a good dude. And he's got a very bright future. It does look like he's coming in third in these vote totals. We have brand new updated vote totals for you here. Uh, the second ballot, Byron Donald's coming in with 29 votes. Okay. So it looks like Byron Donald's is coming in three consistently. So the second ballot tally, Tom Emmer has gained so let's jump over to this next Jake Sherman. This is a little bit confusing because this is all being done by secret ballot and this is all being done in secret. Classic. 
So we're not able to watch it. We're not able to see the debate. It's all being done in secret. Tom Emmer, 90. Johnson, 37. Donalds, 33. Hearn, 31. Scott, 14. Bergman, 7. Others, 3, present, 2. So you're seeing here that Tom Emmer is, with every round, slowly gaining votes throughout the conference. And it looks as though Tom Emmer is being helped by Matt Gates to become a speaker, which is very curious. So Matt Gates quietly helping Tom Emmer, according to multiple sources. Matt Gates tweeting, breaking every candidate for House Speaker agreed fully to prompt release of the January 6th tapes to the public. We will hold them to it. That's fine. But there does seem to be, it, this does seem to be like a like very strange process to get Kevin McCarthy's whip, which is what Tom Emmer is. Tom Emmer was serving as the majority whip, a little bit of who Tom Emmer is, just so that you, you know, you're probably not familiar who this Minnesota Republican is. Minnesota, the bastion of the conservative movement, right? So Tom Emmer's from Minnesota. A lot of people saying he's never Trump. Let's jump into who Tom Emmer is. Majority whip Tom Emmer, Republican Minnesota, is running for House Speaker with endorsements from McCarthy, uh, Buddy Carter, uh, Stauber, and it seems like now Matt Gates. He was the number three in the speaker's rankings, right? So like you have majority leader, you have house whip, you have speaker. So Tom Emmer was like third in line to McCarthy. So he was very close with McCarthy. Tom Emmer ran for this position and won. Emmer was floated as a possible speaker candidate in the nominations, uh, but it went to Scalise. Scalise is uh, the uh, majority leader. Uh, McCarthy said during a Sunday interview to NBC that the that Emmer sets himself ahead and shoulders above the others who would want to run. So McCarthy is now stumping hard for Tom Emmer. There are some real major uh, problems with Tom Emmer. Some people are saying that he's anti-Trump. Let's read. Emmer is considered the front runner in the race, but could face struggles that plagued Scalise. Hardline conservatives from the House Freedom Caucus have accused Emmer of not being supportive of former President Trump, while centrist Republicans are unhappy that he would support measures to expand Patrick McHenry as interim speaker. So is Tom Emmer never Trump? I guess we'll see. Here's the thing that scares the living hell out of me from Punchbowl News. House Democrats tell us that they find Tom Emmer the least objectionable GOP candidate for speaker. And Democrat leadership expressed private openness to helping him ascend to the speakership. Oh, well, that's great. Remember that Democrats were positing that George W. Bush should become House Speaker? What does that tell you? What does that tell you about George Bush? Some news. House Democrat leaders Monday night expressed private openness to helping Tom Emmer ascend to the speakership. Democrats wouldn't mind seeing Emmer lead the chamber, given he voted to certify the 2020 elections. House Democrats tell us that Emmer is the least objectionable GOP speaker candidate. They're open to helping him by sitting out the vote. It's because they've gotten private assurances that Emmer will fund the government at negotiated levels and put Ukraine plus Israel bills on the floor to fund Ukraine and Israel. Emmer, of course, wants to win the speakership with Republican votes and has no interest in negotiating with Democrats, LOL. So House conservatives are demanding that they stay in Washington until there is a speaker. And now it looks as though Matt Gates is helping Tom Emmer. Tom Emmer scrambles to fix his Trump problem here from Politico. The majority whip is battling a whisper campaign questioning his past support for the ex-president. Let's read the top line here. House Republicans sort through a field of short-termers and backbenchers to pick their next speaker. Majority whip Tom Emmer stands out. The Minnesota Republican helped GOP claw its way back uh, into the- This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it- <clears throat> a real POS. You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. The majority as two-time NRCC chair. But here's the problem is that people are saying that as NRCC chair, he torpedoed a bunch of America First candidates and wouldn't fund them. And I know this to be a fact. I know this to be an absolute fact. Emmer has a Donald Trump problem. 
Former president has told associates that he doesn't want Emmer for the job. Trump allies have already taken to social media to t- and talk radio to pan him as too out of step with the leaders of the party. Well, of course, he's an, o- he's an old Republican rhino from the state of Minnesota. What do you expect? What kind of conservatism do you think? This is not like the America first style candidate that you are looking for. This is not the speaker you are looking for. He's openly hostile to Trump, which isn't helpful since Trump will be the nominee, said one anti-Emmer member. It's laughable that he, at the end of the day, would end up being Speaker of the House. Even if he gets the majority of the majority, he will come far short of members who won't vote for him on the floor. Uh Uh-oh. To be sure, Emmer has shown a willingness to buck Trump when the other top Republicans wouldn't. He was one of the few top senior GOP leaders, for instance, who voted to accept the electoral votes uh, that clinched Joe Biden's victory. But Emmer World is pushing back hard on the whisper campaigns against him, and his allies have a retort for every charge. The fact that Emmer supported both Trump's presidential bids and to one ally's insistence that he's never heard him say anything negative about Trump to the autographed photo of the two of them that Emmer keeps in his office. They say that the entire conflict has been concocted by foes in the House who have grievances and nothing to do with Trump. You'll remember that Jim Banks went hard against Donald, uh, against Tom Emmer for the whip position. They pointed Rep. Jim Banks, who narrowly lost the contentious whip race last year after many MAGA world figures weighed in against Emmer, and to allies of the conference chair, Elise Fonick, whose orbit has also clashed with Emmer dating back to when they sparred over the push for more women campaign recruits. Banks activated Trump world against Emmer, and a lot of that was unfounded, one Emmer ally says. So this is the person, so this is the person who's now leading the pack. This is an issue for Emmer that n- narratives can be hard to change, particularly if Trump himself is not is buying them. One Emmer critic predicted that he will be at least 10 hard nos ready to oppose him in a floor vote. Yikes. Well, if you have 10 hard no's, then you're not going to become speaker unless Democrats help you, which is what it looks like we're getting. That's what it looks like. It looks like we're going to get a Republican speaker with the help of Democrats. You're going to get your uniparty speaker. No Democrats voted for McCarthy. McCarthy won the speakership. Politics is the art of horse trading out of making sure that you're trading up, not down. Republicans always trade down. Always trade down. Man. It is... Truly, truly been a wild roller coaster ride, and I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Like, if you get Tom Emmer, I'm failing to see the win here. I don't see any win here. There is no win. Then what this proves is that simply the McCarthy ousting was a personal grudge, just like the personal grudges that people held against Jim Jordan. They didn't vote for Jim Jordan because of personal, petty, narcissist, teenage girl-style locker room grudges. Jim Jordan would have been in a massive, massive win for us. But no, you know what? Can't always get what you want. But more importantly, the Republican Party is literally a party that is designed to backstab its base. It's tough. Tim Burchett, a member of Congress, is talking about how they are still at a really tough, really tough crossroads right now trying to get to 217 for a speaker. Watch. Vote for Emmer if he's the speaker designate. I vote for anybody that out of that room. If if we got if they got 217. I got to get two so we got to get out of that room with 217 though cuz we're just wasting our time going to floor without 217. Just wasting our time. We're just wasting our time. Not to sugarcoat it. How is this a victory? This has derailed like we had new bombshell news about Joe Biden's personal finances, the Biden impeachment inquiry has now been ground to a halt. We're at the end of October, in the last week of October. Halloween is Tuesday, one week from now. Like, we were just ramping up, just heating up on Joe Biden's impeachment inquiry. Wait a second. If Tom Emmer wins with Democrat support, what does that mean about the future of impeachment for Joe Biden? Holy cow. How is this a victory? It's not. And I'm tired of trying to pretend that it is. 
Don Bacon, one of the people who, again, logistics, okay? Logistics. I told Gates, I told Gates this. I told him. And I've told everyone who, who will listen. What the ousting of McCarthy proved is that the based caucus, which who I love, who come on this show, who I love and I support them. I love them. I am in line with them. I help them. I, I like them. This proves that a couple of based members of Congress who are friends of the show can oust the speaker. Well, then the cucks and the rhinos and the people who have been bought and sold by special interests and have dual loyalties can also prevent a good speaker. Don Bacon is a perfect example of a guy who has sold out his state. He comes from blood red, the blood red planet of Nebraska. And Don Bacon refused. He was the number one guy who refused to vote for Jim Jordan. He was out there agitating against Jim Jordan, banging the drums. Don Bacon, for no reason, no one ever illuminated. No one was ever able to say a single reason why they couldn't vote Jordan. No one ever created a single argument other than it's a petty grudge. It's a petty grudge. And what a lot of people are telling us is that the grudge was against Matt Gates. I this has been widely reported, okay? And that's what people told us. We call and like these people didn't want to give Matt Gates a win. And so they were voting literally to to scuttle any good result here because of such they, they had such bitterness against Matt. Now you can be upset at that. I certainly am. But that is the way it is. What do we talk about on the show? Logistics. The battle tactics don't make, don't matter if you can't get to the battle. You need to get over the mountains to get to the battlefield. Can you get over the mountains or will you get stuck in the mud? We are now stuck in the mud. Don Bacon sizzling on camera yesterday. Watch. I don't, have, I don't have a whole lot to add. We're just, they're still talking. And uh, Are you confident call? that anybody could get to 217? At the yes, I am. I think people are so discouraged by what's happened the last three weeks. That they want to come together. I think we have a great team in there right now. Uh, they're, I think they're making some great cases, and uh, I, I think we'll have a speaker tomorrow night. I'm hopeful for it. I wish I could. I wish I could put. So is it? Yeah, but I think we'll vote, we'll have one selected tomorrow, and I I think we'll we got to make sure they have 217, and I, they'll get it on the floor. I can't. The designee's got to select when that is, but I, I feel optimistic that by tomorrow night we'll have a speaker. Stuck in the mud, man. Don Bacon is a pig. And is a man who acts very much like a selfish swine who wouldn't support Jim Jordan. Why? Well, because most likely Jim Jordan was going to cut funding to Ukraine and Israel. Israel, one of the richest nations on earth, doesn't need our money. Jim Jordan was going to cut those things, was going to limit appropriations, was going to start cutting down on the obese, gluttonous spending of our federal government. That's going to bankrupt all of us, going to destroy all of our lives. And so Don Bacon didn't like that. Don Bacon is a porker. He likes pork. So he's rolling around in the mud, making it, making it muddy and making sure that Jim Jordan didn't win. Compromised, compromised. It's a great quote by one of my friends saying that the first Speaker McCarthy battle showed us who the good guys were. Again, I agree with Matt Gates's tactics. I agree with what he wants to accomplish. And the second... The, the votes against Jordan showed us who the bad guys were, okay? So, the, so, so like, it was McCarthy and it was Boebert and some of the people keeping McCarthy, you know, those 18 rounds of votes in January that we had to go through to get Speaker McCarthy and all the concessions that McCarthy had to make, including to Pelosi, including, like, McCarthy's just a deal maker, man. Made too many promises he couldn't keep, okay? And that's McCarthy's sin in all of this. Obviously, I'm not trying to hold him blameless, but these votes are showing you who the bad guys are. Like these, these votes are showing you that there are at least 20, 25 totally and completely compromised Republicans in this caucus. So like these dreams of impeaching Joe Biden, like, like how will you be able to get through the compromised deep state Republicans deeply embedded in our party? There are no Democrats who are secretly Republicans. There are a ton of Republicans who are secretly Democrats. Important thing, write it down, pin it on your cork board. The person who's the most pissed about this and who I feel like a righteous indignation for is James Comer. Jamie Comer, a friend of the show, a dude who comes on here 
is like so generous with his time. Jamie Comer has been doing God's work investigating Joe Biden. You got to pray for this guy. Doing God's work investigating Joe Biden. James Comer is getting pissed. He's like, this is a distraction that is destroying our capacity to investigate Joe Biden and our important committee work. He is right to be pissed at this. I'm pissed at this. You should be pissed at this. You elected a Republican Congress to actually get work done and to stand athwart a Biden regime. You elected a Republican Congress to actually hold a check and a balance over an unaccountable executive branch. Article one in the Constitution is Congress. Article two is the executive branch. Congress should be overseeing the executive branch and checking it. Congress should be more powerful than Joe Biden. Congress should be able to impeach Joe Biden. Congress should be able to check Joe Biden's seemingly unlimited power, which of course stems from the true president, Barack Obama, in his third term. But Congress can't do that because it's been thrown into chaos. And now the rhinos realize they have as much power as the based caucus, and that is a bad thing. Tom Emmer is not a good result here. And James Comer's committee work being sidelined when they were dropping bombshells and been investigating Joe Biden for nigh on a year now and not getting the kind of press and not getting the kind of organization that they deserve, that's what you voted for. So this is now taking away from all of our activism and all of our work to win back a chamber in our government. So it is really sabotaging you. James Comer speaking for all of us. Watch. Look, we've wasted three weeks. And, you know, this was a dumb move by those eight members of Congress. Many of them are on my committee. I, I, I like, you know, at least six of the eight. But at the end of the day, they had no plan. They had no plan. And, and Larry, this could stretch out another two or three weeks. And, it, you know, it's limited the ability of the committees not only to meet, but my committee to do uh, subpoenas and things like that. So, you know, this isn't being productive. We got started a month late with with subpoena power. I didn't get subpoena power till basically February the 1st mm. because we went through all this in January with the speaker's race. So, yeah. you know, this is this is unfortunate and, and I, you know, I'm ashamed that we're in this position. Hopefully we'll we'll find someone that can get 217 votes soon. Jane. You can see his frustration. That man does not deserve this. Jamie Comer is a incredible investigator, a former banker like a man put, I think, perfectly in position to actually do some true damage to Joe Biden and his little banking shenanigans, trying to hide and hole away all of his money. James Comer knows exactly how to rip up a rat's nest of these little LLCs and these little all these little bank accounts, and he's doing incredible work. And now it's been ground to a halt, and he is rightly frustrated there in that clip. Broke my heart watching that clip because that man deserves better. You deserve better. You didn't vote for this. I think there's a reason why Matt Gates is helping Tom Emmer is because now this is backfiring. Now you have James Comer sitting there saying like, this is stupid. This is all dumb. You're going to get the majority whip that was working for Kevin McCarthy. How's that your result? That's your big time based result. That is not a based result. The guy who, rightly or wrongly, is accused of being anti-Trump. Man, what is Trump's response to Tom Emmer? Let's watch. Do you endorse uh, Tom Emmer for speaker? He hasn't historically been the biggest fan, but he is the most likely candidate right now. Well, I think he's my biggest fan now because he told me yesterday, and he told me I'm your biggest fan. So I don't know about that. Uh, well, we're looking at a lot of people, and, you know, I'm sort of trying to stay out of that as much as possible. But they'll get it straightened out. But no, I've always gotten along with him, and uh, I get along with all of them, really. A lot of good people. We have a lot of great people. So Donald Trump, very cool on Tom Emmer, right? Trump's a smart man. He's trying to be a political tactician, and Donald Trump is remaining very cool on Tom Emmer. I mean, I kind of get along with them. I guess he supports me now, Donald Trump said. Yeah, what does that tell you? Meanwhile, Donald Trump was out there like absolutely going fl like full jet flames on for Jim Jordan, you might recall. 
Time and time again, Donald Trump was like, you must vote for Jordan. Please vote for Jim Jordan. There are no Democrats who are secret Republicans. There are a ton of Republicans who are secret Democrats. This is why Donald Trump, in seemingly frustration, said maybe maybe Jesus Christ himself could return and run for speaker, and maybe Republicans could unite around that. Could you reunite around your Lord and Savior? Here's Trump. The threshold is very tough. It's a very tough thing, no matter who it is. Uh, I said there's only one person that can do it all the way. You know who that is? Jesus Christ. (laughs) Jesus came down and said, I want to be speaker. He would do it. Other than that, I haven't seen I haven't seen anybody that can guarantee it. But at some point, I think we're going to we're going to have somebody pretty soon. So, again, ladies and gentlemen, Christ will return and we'll set everything straight and we'll have a much higher position than House Speaker. But nonetheless, I think the point is taken that Republicans are just not able to coalesce around a single speaker. And it's becoming quite embarrassing and it's causing major Major frustration. This is backfiring terribly. It, it's just, it, it just is, right? And I'm taking my lumps here because while I'm not somebody who necessarily agitated for this or pushed it, and I was very nervous about this moving forward, like I was open to the idea. Like I was like, wow, if the result is Jim Jordan as speaker, this is awesome. And if you're a regular viewer of the show, I was like, we went hard in the paint for Jim. Love that man. That is incredible. If it was Speaker Jim Jordan, man, that is really something. But it wasn't meant to be. And now Speaker Tom Emmer is a worse is a worse result. You're ending up with a worse result. And now you're ending up with like hundreds of thousands of hours of news coverage of chaos within the party. Uh, the inability to fundraise, like fundraising now is going like the DCCC is raising more money than the NRCC. Because there's because you're not able to go out and fundraise because people are sucking. And what about all these votes? All these votes could be for building the border wall, for defunding the Ukraine war, so on and so forth. But instead, this is what we're doing. That's why there is a pledge that has apparently been circulated that says no matter what, whoever wins this one, we're all going to go down and we're all going to support them. Uh, this is this is big time. We'll see if this is real, if this plays out, we'll see this week, but the pledge says that every Republican who's voting is going to go down and vote in unison. Hmm, interesting, a page out of the Democrat playbook. Watch. One reason Republicans failed to elect a speaker is because members refused to support the official party nominee. Candidates are asked to sign a pledge of unity to back whoever is nominated, although rank and file members may not necessarily abide. Okay, so we have the third round votes here. Again, ladies and gentlemen, we do our very best. I never sit here and just read you a monologue. I don't. I don't, I don't have any words written in front of me. <laughs> like we never read you a monologue. We like we're always rolling with the breaking news. Uh, here is the third round tally. Officially, Emmer is at one hundred votes. Johnson is at forty three. Byron Donalds is at thirty two. Hearn is at twenty six. Scott is at twelve. Others three present three. So in the speaker's race, there are three conservatives, Hearn, Johnson, and Donalds. They all have 101 votes. Emmer has 100 on the last round. So it's a very interesting breakout there of who are the conservatives and who is the establishment, who are the uniparty. Emmer is perceived as by these leftist reporters as uniparty. And that is why the Democrats are saying we would very much like to have Tom Emmer in charge. A Republican from a dark blue socialist state of Minnesota uh, who will do our bidding. And who's most likely also compromised. And who was Kevin McCarthy's house whip. So you're just getting Kevin McCarthy again. But maybe worse? Because at least Kevin McCarthy was like a very strong advocate for impeaching Joe Biden and support of Trump. Tom Emmer is wishy-washy at best. Well, ladies and gentlemen, um, I you know. We'll continue to bring you the the breaking news. In fact, we have a member of Congress who's on his way from the conference right now, Troy Nels, who's one of our favorites. Troy Nels, who recommended Donald Trump for Speaker of the House. And maybe we should have gone that direction. <laughs> He'll be with us shortly. But to uh, as, as a reminder that we have breaking news for you, I did want to give you something that is, I think, very, very exciting uh, that just happened. 
And so as we wait for the congressman, and we have a, a number of other stories I want to get to here, but I did want to give you a little bit of joy. Okay. So I do my, I do, we do our best here to not like roast our own side and give you no hope. I'm not a black pill guy. The easiest thing to do as a conservative is be like, everything sucks. We're destroyed. We are undone. And then, you know, and then it's like, and then, and then and that, that's it. We suck. That's the easiest thing to do as a conservative. No, no. It is important to march forward and it's important to have uplifting content as well. So I'll always follow like a story that we just did where there are Republicans sort of like fighting with each other with something like this, which is beautiful. Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton moments ago, moments ago in New York uh, was utterly disemboweled and roasted by a member of her own party. Okay, Hillary Clinton destroyed by a member of her own party at a public speech, little speech that Hillary Clinton gives is little hedge funds, right? She gets paid hundreds of thousands of dollars to sit in some pantsuit, right? And opine about how few flights her husband really took to Epstein Island. Don't worry about that. Nobody look into it. And so Hillary Clinton was at one of those speeches and a far left Democrat went in and just ripped her, just ripped the bark off her. And Hillary Clinton had a public meltdown. This is breaking, like this broke like seconds before the show. So in case you're wondering if it's just dysfunction inside the Republican Party, no, 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 no. Democrats are deeply unpopular with Democrats, all right? This is why Joe Biden's at 30% approval rating. Democrats are also unbelievably unpopular with their own base. This is not just a Republican thing. They want to psyop you and make you think it's just a Republican thing. It's not just a Republican thing. So here is proof of that from seconds ago. Uh, you're going to love this. Uh, check out Hillary Clinton, like absolutely going unhinged uh, in New York City. By the hypocrisy of the two more people I, I they hear from. I'm sorry. You, you have a chance. Well, the, I'm not sorry. The, the sit down. I, I know you're not sorry. That's people, the point. The hypocrisy of the speech. The hypocrisy of the fact that Frank what, what do you have? Can you please? Frank Disha is a leading make a statement about President Joe Biden's speech. This is a clearly is, warmongering speech. President Joe Biden is calling for $100 billion of funding for Israel, Taiwan, and Ukraine. And we're supposed to just bundle these together and pretend like we're going to rush to World War III and we're all just going to let Hillary Rodham Clinton sit here. Okay. I'm yes. sorry. You know, yes. this is not, what, what, this is not no, the way no, to have no, a conversation. If you want to have a conversation, you're no, welcome to come you, talk to you me can, afterwards. You can sit here. Okay, you're right. You're yeah, gonna, you're gonna, yeah. you're gonna wait for me, right? I, please, I, I, I don't, I do you, not believe you. I will you. listen to you, and I, do, I will respond I to you. I do not believe you. But Respectfully, right. I do not believe you. Well, and the fact just, of the matter is that the just, American people's voice are what need to be heard. Yeah, because, they are being because heard. our president is not speaking for the American people, and well, neither are that's you. Your opinion. Ooh, baby. Oh, come on, baby. Into my veins. Into my veins. That protester had better hope doesn't find himself in federal lockup and then looks up one night and the little blinking red light on the camera stops flashing. And then you hear a cackle and you hear the swish swish of a pantsuit poorly made down the hallway and the clomp clomp of a one inch heel. <laughs> Watch your neck, as they say around here. This is the, uh, the the entire full clip is up on all of our social media. So please go watch it. This goes on for three minutes. Hillary Clinton having like just a just an apoplectic meltdown. Uh, it's not the first and it probably won't be the last major collapse that Hillary Clinton has in New York. We decided to give you a little bit of joy. We knew that this would be a bitter pill. Uh, this speaker's race. It is for us. We don't like it at all. Uh, so we decided to, you know, let, let's let's change tone here and show you some uh, hilarity. Like, for instance, do you remember when Hillary Clinton like slumped over like a side of beef into a van and had to be dragged into a van by her helpers in New York? Had to flee a September 11th ceremony early? Donald Trump standing there looking around. Hillary Clinton had to flee. What were they hiding from us? Watch. There you go. So again, not not Hillary Clinton's 
first collapse in New York, uh, but certainly probably won't be her last. AOC is regularly uh, uh, screamed down in New York City. It's wonderful to watch these, watch these people eat themselves. It's, inc- it's, it's amazing. You'll never see the The disconnect in the Democrat Party is far more than the disconnect in the Republican Party. I'm here to give you the uplifting news, okay? The uplifting news is that America First is totally and completely ascendant, and it has all the energy, and it's where we're going. No matter who tries to stop it, it's where the Republican Party is headed, okay? America First, Jim Jordan-style conservatism, Donald Trump-style conservatism. They've lost. The neocons have lost. John Boehner's lost. Paul Ryan's lost. They're done, okay? They're done. Tucker Carlson is ascendant, all right? And Liz Cheney is destroyed. Good. Good. Democrats on the other side, like on the other hand, the gap between like the leaders of the Democrat Party and their voters is far wider, far greater, far greater. You can see here AOC, very same thing. This is from a couple of weeks ago. AOC was in New York City and was speaking at an event inside of like a little theater. And this was for Democrat activists. Again, this is in dark blue New York. And AOC got completely shouted down by these young leftists, same way that Hillary Clinton just did. Absolute civil war, absolute apoplectic disconnect. This is why Joe Biden's at 30%. This is why 70% of Democrats want a different nominee. They tried to tell you that the problems in our party are cataclysmic. Oh my God, look at all the focus. They're only, they're doing that as a distraction tactic. This is how AOC is treated in the Bronx. Congresswoman, none of this matters unless there's a nuclear war, which you voted to send arms and weapons to Ukraine. Tulsi Gabbard, she's left the Democratic Party because there are hundreds of Okay, you originally voted, you ran as an outsider, yet you've been voting to start this war in Ukraine. You're voting to start a thermonuclear war with Russia and China. Why are you playing with the lives of American citizens? You're playing with our lives. There will be no neighbors if there's a nuclear bomb. You voted to mobilize and send money to Ukrainian Nazis. You're a coward. You're a progressive socialist. Where are you against the... So, again, we want like we want to just give you a little bit of uplifting here. These like Democrats have far worse problems. While the entire Republican Party is aligned and saying America first is the path forward. uh, The Democrat Party is that is in total and complete civil war. They just try and keep the lid on it. Got to play. Got to play this first this first seconds, the first seconds of this. This this clip from AOC. My team put together this. My team put together this this like AOC getting roasted by libs. You gotta you gotta watch just the first like couple seconds. I love so AOC when she's getting destroyed by her own side resorts to like a racist trope of like some of like of like a Puerto Rican racist trope like Ethan Ethan Ethan. I love it. Watch. Okay, so they're not, they're, we're built different, okay? We're built different. So hopefully we get, hopefully we get out of this mess and it happens fast. By the way, just a reminder, the great ALX has surfaced a, 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 a clip that will lead perfectly into our next guest. Uh, this is how a real leader deals with a heckler or a protester. Go home to mommy. Go home to mommy. Go home. Bye. Go home to mommy. Where's mom? Mom, is she here? All right. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Joining us fresh and hot off the press is a man who wanted Donald Trump as speaker. The great, great Troy Nels of Texas will give us an update on what's happening in the House conference. All right. Hey, how you doing, Congressman? What's going on? Is Donald Trump speaker yet? Benny, what's the matter with that idea? Tell me, <laughs> the leader of our party, I think it would be great. Listen, we just got through the fourth round of voting. 
Right now, there's there's 219 members. I'm looking at my sheet. Tom Emmer finished the number one with 107 votes. Mike Johnson out of Louisiana, 56. Byron Donalds and Kevin Hearn tied at 25 each. And then just before I walked into this interview here, Byron Donalds is withdrawing his nomination. So we're <laughs> down to Emmer Johnson and, and Kevin Hearn. Uh, and then we have another vote here coming up shortly. So what is your take on Tom Emmer? I don't think he'll get the votes on the floor. He may be get the majority, get half of the 219 or plus one, but I, I think he'll struggle on the House floor. So if we're going to go to House floor with his name, uh, he can only lose four or five. I, I think he's going to struggle with that. Uh, if we take Emmer's name to the floor, he knows, and just about everybody knows, I will be nominating Donald J. Trump for speaker. Wow. So you won't vote for Emmer? I'm voting for Donald J. Trump for speaker. I don't if Emmer can get there. And I told Tom, I said, Tom, if you can get the 216 and they get to my name, I'm not going to throw you under the bus, per se. But I don't think he can get the 216. I think by the time they reach the letter N and when they go A alphabetically, they get to N, he, he'll he'll have already lost at least five. Wow. So, so you're saying that this that this will continue. The, the floggings shall continue. <laughs> You know, I this has just been a mess. I think the American people are frustrated. I was in my district over the weekend. Like, what the hell are you guys doing up there? Yeah. Let's just make this plain, easy, simple. Everybody in that con conference, at least many of them, are going to be begging, begging for Donald Trump's endorsement in their primaries. They're going to beg him. He's our nominee. We got to support him in for November. Why don't we put him in there for 100 days? He'd be great, wouldn't he? <laughs> yeah. You know, he's endorsed your idea. Of course, you saw him posting the memes of him as speaker. Donald Trump holding up with a MAGA hat. MAGA hat stays on, Congressman. Donald Trump holding up the, the speaker's gavel. I mean, but you said that Trump called you and said, vote Jordan. I talked to him twice yesterday. Listen, I was with Jim. He endorsed uh, President Trump endorsed Jim. I was with Jim, but the conference rejected Jim, rejected Steve Scalise. Obviously, 4% rejected Kevin McCarthy. Now we're getting into the second tier. If we can't find one of these candidates, where are we going to go? I yeah. think it's about time we just bring in the outsider for the first time in the history of Congress and bring in the leader of our party. What the hell is so difficult to understand here? He's the leader <laughs> of our party. He's going to be the nominee. Why don't we put him in there for 100 days? He won't he's, already, he's already he got Secret Service protection, you know, like it would just be a real got a nice big office in there. Yeah. Now it's going to hurt his golf game a little bit. It's going to hurt his golf game. He's going to be busy, but that's all right. He'll do it. He'll do it for this country because he loves this country. He loves it. Are you are you playing the long game here? Because then you impeach Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and Trump becomes president. Well, number one, I, if we, I think we should impeach Joe Biden, but it goes nowhere in the Senate. They won't ever convict the dude. I don't want to have a conviction of him because I want him to be the nominee. Folks yeah. listening, we need Joe Biden as their nominee. We have to have him. Donald Trump will crush him in 2024. W listen, Joe, drink your warm milk at nighttime and get to bed early. Stay healthy, pal. We need you as, your no as their nominee. We need you to be the Democrat nominee because Donald is going to have fun with you. He's going to have fun with you. Can't hide in the basement. COVID's gone. COVID's gone. You cannot hide in the basement. So can you, I mean, we were, we were hiding in the basement after Jim Jordan withdrew his, not, not uh, withdrew his candidacy. We were so upset. This show, this audience, I'm telling you, uh, Congressman Troy, like this audience loves Jim Jordan and wanted so badly Jim Jordan to become speaker, along with what I personally believe is a vast majority of Republicans. I haven't found a single Republican voter that would have had a problem with Jim Jordan as speaker. Most of them were full on, like they would have loved it. And so what the hell happened? Can you explain this to us? Well, I think the, the reality is, is that the base, the base that elects people like me and others in very strong red districts, we all support and love Jim Jordan. But the base, unfortunately, doesn't control this conference. It just doesn't. It's the establishment that controls what takes place up here in this conference. So uh, you, you had 20, 23 or so that just said they were never going to vote for Jim Jordan for any reason whatsoever. Uh, it is what it is. Um, I had my concerns early on. I didn't think Jim could get there. He had my support. I could be, you know, yelling from the rooftops. Jim Jordan's the only guy, but he just couldn't get there. He wasn't going to get there. Um, 
in the end, he had to make that decision. And I know it hurt a lot of people. The American people are thinking, if it's not Jim Jordan, then who? Well, now here we are three weeks later. I'm saying bring in the closer, bring in the leader of our party, bring in the guy that demonstrated strength for the entire globe to witness while he was president. Bring him in here for 100 days. Let him fix this mess. And then he can go to the White House next year. So I love it. I love the idea of Donald J. Trump being the nominee and being the speaker for 100 days. I know you got to run, Congressman. Very quick final question. Have you spoke with Donald Trump about this? Has this reemerged? Donald Trump said Jesus maybe could come back and run for House Speaker. But like, like, again, have you spoken with Trump? Do you have any indication that Trump would potentially accept this? Manny, what I do know is he loves this country and he will help in any way he can. If we would recruit him and nominate him, I feel certain that he would take this position for a temporary mm -hmm. period of time. He's got an election to run. But I've said to myself, why not 100 days? Bring him in here for 100 days. The, the, listen, the primary's over, Benny. Primary's over. The governor, Florida, all these guys, just cancel all the damn debates. There are no debates. Donald Trump's the nominee. Let's bring him on in here for 100 days and fix this mess. He can bring us together as a conference. He can unite this conference. He's going to unite the American people. And we're going to see world peace again when he becomes president in 2024. Man, what a ringing endorsement. I hope I hope you get the chance to do the nomination speech for Trump. Oh, damn straight. You just watch, <laughs> baby. I'll be doing it. He's the guy. <laughs> Congressman, we love you. This audience loves you. Everybody go follow Congressman Troy Nils of Texas uh, on X and uh, please support his work. Pray for him uh, as he is one of the very few fighters who actually has your best interests in mind and the, supports the base and listens to the base. Thank you, Congressman. God bless you, Benny, and all your listeners. All right, baby. Man, we are gearing up. We are gearing up for Trump as speaker. Man, ALX, we may have to dust off the old Donald Trump must be speaker show. Do that tomorrow because Donald Trump said a lot of things about being speaker. Donald Trump was asked point blank, will you become House speaker? And Trump said, I'll do whatever it takes to help America. I'm here for it. I'll go to jail for it, he said in a corresponding interview. So could has Donald Trump said yes to becoming speaker? I mean, technically, actually, yeah, he did. He said he would. He would do it to help the Republican Party. That's his exact quote. He went in hard to endorse Jim Jordan. And then he was like sort of demurring yesterday when asked about Tom Emmer. But Donald Trump said, I'll do it. And Troy Nels is the man who's been saying this is the only way forward. So we'll see, ladies and gentlemen. We shall see. It would be very, very interesting. I got to tell you, it'd be very, very interesting uh, going forward what this would look like. What if Donald Trump is speaker? Crazy, man. What if Trump is speaker? What if Trump leads the impeachment effort into Joe Biden <laughs> as the legitimate speaker of the House <laughs> while running against him as president? Whew. That'd be that'd be one one hell of a timeline. We do live in the most entertaining times, don't we? Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we have for you an election update. Here we go. Donald Trump mocks Joe Biden for using the children's stairs. <laughs> Air Force One. <laughs> Tears into him for sleeping like a sleeping on a beach all day as World War Three is going on. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we got got nothing, got nothing but gold from Donald Trump yesterday. He officially filed to run for president in New Hampshire. His name is now on the ballot in New Hampshire and in Iowa. Donald Trump's going to just dominate those first two states. Here's Donald Trump roasting Joe yesterday. Or find his way off a stage. He can't find his way off a stage. You ever see the makes a speech, if you call it that? Uh, <laughs> oh, God, thank you. And they're screaming at him. They're saying, no, you got there. You got there. 
Lynn, he can make a bad speech, but you got to be able to see. You know, you came in here. I can even go out there. I see there's an exit there, exit here. You got exits all over. It's unbelievable. So there was a report out a couple of weeks ago about how the White House is forcing Joe Biden to take the kiddie stairs on Air Force One. Now, we know this to be true because we've seen Joe Biden not take those nice, long, uh, vol- like voluminous, uh, magisterial stairs up to the front of the plane, right, where you see that like, sort of iconic look up at the front of the plane, the iconic Air Force One. Donald Trump took those stairs day and night. This was some of these awesome photos. Remember Donald Trump in a tuxedo getting off Air Force One? It's a great, great photo. Joe Biden doesn't take those stairs because there are too many of them, and he keeps slipping down them. This is a this is not just a dig. This is a reported fact. Here's Donald Trump absolutely going ham on that. Crooked Joe can't even walk up the children's stairs in Air Force One, you know? Now, doesn't that look terrible? You see a man come out, you want to see a man walk out or a woman walk off Air Force One. Nice and high, wave to everybody. This guy goes through the little stairs. We call them the children's stairs. And now he's made it a common practice because he can't quite make it up or down. I think he has a bigger time making it up. Usually that's it's supposed to be easier. I don't know. Let's not even think about it. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Donald Trump just absolutely good. Like, does the man getting younger? I got an admission uh, uh, as we hunt down this Trump tuxedo photo. We we got it for you, by the way. Uh, I got an, an admission for you, something personal. I, Trump, Donald Trump's photographer named Andrea Hanks, she's awesome. And she's been a close personal friend of us for quite a while. And she travels everywhere with the with the president and takes the official photographs, has taken the official photographs since the White House, right? Was Melania's personal photographer. And she's wonderful. Um and I, I hope she can come on the show someday. But she was here in town and we were out to dinner and she's like, Donald Trump is rested and ready, man. I was like, how, what's the spree decor of Donald Trump? She's like, he is, I've never seen anything like it. Like he is like quick and he's like lost weight. I mean, that's pretty obvious to see. And he is like, he, he is like ready to go. Like full on energy. Like, and the description is so interesting about how they're doing these smaller events and they're going to like fast food places and grocery stores and how like Donald Trump is going to like Donald Trump is is doing a very different campaign, right? It's less about the celebrity and it's less about like the giant stadiums and it's more about connecting with real people and about showing Donald Trump at his best. And this is Donald Trump at his best. Listen to Trump talking about the state of the world right now. Four days ago, crooked Joe Biden gave one of the most dangerous and deluded speeches ever delivered from the Oval Office. It was disaster. Not only presentation, which wasn't too good. It's the words that were really bad. Less than one week after, innocent men, women, children and babies were kidnapped, raped, tortured, slaughtered in the worst terror attack in Israeli history. What's the worst in the history, actually? Babies, I guess they said 42 babies with their heads chopped off. Think of that one. They don't even want to talk about it. Crooked Joe went before the American people and said that if you want to support Israel, then you have to give a blank check for the proxy war also in Ukraine, having to do with Russia and Ukraine, which is another one, by the way, would have never. It would have never happened if we were president. If we didn't have that election. You wouldn't have that. You wouldn't have inflation. You wouldn't have had the attack on Israel. You wouldn't have had a lot of the horrible things. The world is exploding. If you take a look, I mean, the whole world is exploding. So the world is, in fact, exploding right now. This really weird thing that happened yesterday where Joe Biden like had to cut his speech short, where Joe Biden had to like stop, like Joe Biden was like in the middle of a speech. And had to be like, oh, uh, now I got to go to the situation room. Does it inspire any confidence in you? Joe Biden's in the middle of some mewling speech about some other dumb thing. And he's he's like, oh, well, got to go to the situation room now. I apologize. I have to go to the situation room with another issue. I have to deal with. 
Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Barely get the words out of his mouth. Joe Biden couldn't even introduce people the right way at this event. Joe Biden uh, started the event by proving that whatever 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 concoction they are injecting him with to try and hold off the dementia, that it's not working. Good afternoon, folks. I'm not introducing me, Mark is. I forgot Mark. I went, late. I went straight to the podium. I apologize. <laughs> no problem. Good afternoon. Okay. Well, I, I'm not supposed to speak. I'm not supposed to. Oh, what? Oh, I got to go to the situation room. We need this man back. We need a man who actually is pro life, a man who cares about life. Here's Trump with a baby yesterday. Okay, everybody looking right here. Oh, she's lovely. It's a very light baby. Hey, that's a light baby. I, there's something about him that just makes you smile. <laughs> this will make you smile, too, if you support President Trump. General election, Trump versus Biden, real clear politics. Donald Trump is leading. This never happened in 2020. Donald Trump is leading the polls against Joe Biden. Now, this is the real clear politics poll. So this is the uh, this is the summary of all the polls. This is the consolidation of every poll together. So this is the average RPC average trumps up by nearly a point with all of these like left wing, they rig polls. They, they rig all these polls, right? Because the media is so corrupt, nobody actually gives right answers to CNN or ABC News when they call. So the polls are weighted against Republicans every single time. So this really means that Donald Trump's probably up by 10. Come on. Do you want to see this again? You want to see Donald Trump getting off the plane in the tuxedo again? We have the clip. This is Trump. We couldn't actually find the photo, but ALX found the clip. Trump in the tuxedo, off the plane, looking like James Bond. Looking like James Bond. Oh, yeah, baby. Do you want it? Do you want it back? A man who could actually take the stairs and salute the military officers waiting for him at the bottom of them? Yeah, we want it back, baby. The golden era. I wish we knew that, uh, we, I, I wish we knew we were what we were living through. We were living through like modern day Camelot. Donald Trump was president. <laughs> we were living through a golden era. Man with golden hair, golden skin, and a lot of gold on his buildings. As president again? Yeah, let's do it. It is, in fact, the reason that Donald Trump ensconces his buildings in gold is because it shows actual value. It shows permanence and real, true value. It is also why I recommend that you invest and diversify a little bit into precious metals. Do so with my friends at Allegiance Gold. Ladies and gentlemen, we are seeing some real bad things out of the economy, some real bad signs, and 2024 is going to be a rough year. The music has stopped. And now markets are ready to collapse. Please consider diversifying now before it's too late with my friends at Allegiance Gold. They have the highest ratings in the industry, and they can make sure that you are protected. Go to protectwithbenny.com today or call 8446-BENNY and get up to $5,000 in free silver with a qualifying purchase. Don't wait. Protect your future right now with Allegiance Gold. Protectwithbenny.com today or call 844-66-BENNY. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I uh, wasn't exactly sure how we were going to like, uh, you know, I, I will I will say like there is there is good news on the horizon. I really do believe. I really do believe. I believe that people are are able to absorb the energy of what's happening right now in spite of the outsized focus on the GOP conference. And there's Troy Nell saying, hey, there's there, there, Tom Emmer's not going to get the votes. So you're down to your like seventh speaker candidate, like the B team. And these people aren't getting the votes. In spite of all that, I think that people are starting to like understand that there is a force of evil at the very top of our government that does not have our best interests in mind. 
that is wildly spiraling this country towards World War III and that is uh, behaving in a manner that seems to be suicidal, a controlled demolition of this nation, a controlled demolition of this great country. And people are waking up. And it's been very special to see. It's been special to see this audience grow. It's been special to see the brigade grow. If you wish to support our work, please, BennyJohnson.com slash brigade. Become a member today. Get the world's greatest keychain sent directly to you when you sign up for an annual membership with us and keep us independent. But it's been a privilege to do to 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 watch us march forward and to like see the great awakening at hand. This is the great awakening. People are God moves in very mysterious and powerful ways. And especially at times when it seems like we are against all odds. And so now is the time to be thankful, to be appreciative for the time that we live in. Because it is a, a dangerous time, but it is also a very exciting time. What a special time to be the salt and light. Because you're a lot brighter when things are very, very dark outside. So ladies and gentlemen, march forward with us. Keep your sword and your shield close by. Stay protected with our verse of the day. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given unto you. Do you lack wisdom? I certainly do. I'm, I always say I have a room temperature IQ, but we, I do a lot of praying and especially as a father, I do a lot of asking for wisdom. It is the number one thing that I ask for. And I got to tell you, this verse is deeply, deeply uh, true. Ask for wisdom. God will give it to you. And ladies and gentlemen, we will continue. We will continue because we are called actually to be light in the darkness, to march forward, to keep our heads up, to be upstanding, and to carry on. Christian soldier. It's your boy, Benny. See ya.